what is up everyone this is your boy sam and i'm joined by my good friend rustic what's up what's and up what's up have... i'm an up and coming stripper yeah let's go and today we have a, a interesting topic for you guys like always um today we're gonna talk about systemic racism yep it's one of those topics that people really don't want to talk about because it can get you into a lot of trouble but do we care <laughs> no heck so, no <laughs> so we're just gonna dive into that right yeah and we want to like you know um talked about this uncomfortable topics and bring it out there because i know like it's it's uh in a very tricky topic and very uncomfortable for us for like some of them and it has you know like most people don't talk about it because it's controversial but at the same time it's very important to lock like talk about these things so that way it's out there and we can you know get it get it together and get a result um i don't know why we always do this to ourselves <laughs> you know putting ourselves in uh this huge trouble because like pretty much most of the topics that we've been uh discussing has been very tricky and complicated um but you know that's what we like to do and we are here to speak our mind you know so yeah, i think we're just we're just a few steps away from being canceled <laughs> on <laughs> facebook twitter <laughs> everything people are gonna be like yeah transgenderism prostitution these guys don't have a boundary <laughs> um yeah that being said uh if you guys have anything you know like we you want us to like cover feel free to let us know and we'll be happy to dive into it uh mm -hmm. but yeah that being said uh before we dive into the topic uh let's discuss 2021 so far like how do you think the 2021 has been you know like yesterday's event holy with shit there's no way to contain yesterday's event. Like, people broke into the Capitol Hill. There's never been anything like that before. And <clears throat> a lot of people like to say that's Republicans. Dude, that's not Republicans. That's, like, Confederates. Th these are, like, a crazy maniacs, right? Mm -hmm. And I think... To some degree, we have to admit that Trump is the guy responsible for this because he did organize that thing, right? It doesn't matter if, like, he organized a like peaceful protest and that turned into whatever it turned yesterday, but he is the cause for this. So I think we have to acknowledge that, you know, it's part of Trump's fault. Had Trump not been so... Um, so ignorant. Like, yeah, ignorant. And then s still like claiming victories, even though he was losing a lot of court cases. Um, I, I think, yeah, I, th I think partially Trump is to blame for that. But partially it's to blame the American people because they are being driven like sheep. Like, you know, they're jumping into like whatever who says and then they, they just don't think and they just go for it. And... I don't know if these are American people, like the people that we see yesterday, I don't know if they're American people, like they want to fight for something uh, that's very unconstitutional, like, bro, a president has already been picked, let's just move on, right, can we peacefully move on? And let this be in the behind, like, if you are really um, 
if you are really sad that you lost an election, the best way to recoup that is to fight in four years, not to agitate against uh, uh, the next administration. Like there's 2024. Hopefully you don't die. Like nobody knows who's going to die when I can die whenever Sam can die whenever like, you know, but the way to do it is to go to the voting booth where people chose another administration over you and to let them speak again. Right. I think that's the legitimate way to do it and not to like organize a crime and and destroy government property. What do you think? Right. And um, I 100% agree with, you know, like at some, uh, you know, like at some point, like Trump was responsible for that. And uh, I didn't really follow this uh, when it came out because I was at work and I'm like, what the fuck happened? And I didn't really got chance to like watch any, you know, like read any articles or watch videos. But uh, one thing I did watch was a Trump interview and it was interesting. He was saying, you know, like people to go home, but at the same time, he was claiming how he was, you know, like he was robbed uh, of, of elections, how he was like, how, you know, like the entire election was rigged. See, that's, that sends the wrong message to people. Like you're a, you know, like you're a current president and you're sending that kind of message after what just happened. See, that's pure ignorant and that's pure, you know, like that's that's something like that's something. Um and also like you mentioned about you know like going to voting booth and participating on their democ democracy next um next elections. But I think these people don't even deserve that. You know, if they don't like what's happening, then just go to Mexico or Canada. <laughs> Like, 100 i agree with that yep. you don't deserve this country because that's pure you know that's pure 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 lunatic behavior and four people died four people died from yesterday incidents that's right. that's four lives into the death that list of more people that you know died last year so that's already a bad start in like 2021. Like we're supposed to have a better start. Like what's going on with this country? Like it's, it's, it's sickening, man. It's crazy. Right. I thought going into 2021 would be a different scenario. Like we would move on from this terrible disease and, and things would come together. People would go to travel Things would be all like a nice blue sky, green, everything. I thought that, but what I've seen yesterday, this is a different America. I have not seen an America like this. In the past six months, there has been so much riots. There has been so much looting, including uh, like, you know, six months ago when people protested, when there were peaceful protesters and then there's other people that jumped into that bandwagon and then people robbed different stores. Like they went to, into Ross, they broke into so many stores and that, that literally happened six months ago. I want to remind everybody that happened six months ago and in the next six months, who knows what's going to happen. So this is already a different America. I've never seen an America where in six months, there's so much rioting, there's so much looting. And, and what happened six months ago, I think what happened yesterday 
trumped, <laughs> for the lack of better words, trumped that moment more because it's just keep it keeps on building up. Like if you take a thing, if you, you can't draw a straight linear line, it's like a whole different level. Like there's protests and there's this and there's like you know people are destroying cops' cars and this and that, and then boom, there's this new level which is. You're going to the Capitol Hill and destroying the government property. Like you're putting your life and a lot of people's life on jeopardy, especially during a pandemic. Um. So, so what's next? Like in the six months, I'm kind of scared to know. You know, because this is this is not the America that I was raised. Right? Yeah, definitely. It's not the America that you know. Like I was, I was told like, oh. America was supposed to be, you know, like the land of opportunity and, uh, you know, like freedom, which still is. But right. uh, like, you know, with everything that's been going on right now, um, I feel like as, a, you know, like American citizens, we deserve better. And uh, everything that's been going on can be like avoided, uh, especially with, with uh, keeping, you know, like head cool and just like having open minded and not being a fucking asshole and looting, you know, like riots or breaking into the Capitol Hill. That's, that's just not a crazy a behavior, right, Sam? Yeah, that's not a way to go. Yeah. If like you want to vote mm-hmm. opinion, there's a poll booth for you, and you there is there's it's 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 gonna be like every four years and. You have your rights to like go and voting. Like if if you don't like it, what you know, like millions of American people choose, then too bad. Right. And I don't know, this is this is different. It seems like there America has always had a threat. Uh, whether it was like, you know, going to like Korean War or going to like World War One to Germany, it was going to war with Japan. America always had an enemy outside its own nation. Like, we were always united. But now what we see is, like, inter, like, terrorism. We're seeing this is an act of domestic terrorism. This is nothing less than an act of domestic terrorism. Because now people are talking about, like, how California wants to succeed, how Texas wants to secede and become its own independent. Like, I love Texas, but I'm here because it's America. It's the United States of America. As soon as Texas secedes, like, I'm not going to stay in America. I want to stay in America because I'm a patriotic American. But what we're seeing is going in a very negative direction. And this has already caused, like, the the root has already been established. You know what I mean? And, like, I am scared that someone else is going to make that gap even larger. Like, what if there's another Trump, right? And and he utilizes people. He quite literally manipulates people, and 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 like you know, it goes into a different direction. Like I'm scared for the American democracy, because we've been the country that everybody looks up to. We've been the target of like many countries, like China and Russia and and Korea and all that. 
but now they're smiling a hundred percent i bet they're smiling they're like we're not like they've made their uh, like we have made their job more easy because now we have domestic terrorism we have people who don't want to compromise right mm-hmm we're this is just shocking yeah it is. Hopefully, uh, you know, it will get better. Let's hope. Let's pray and hope it will get better because I cannot take it anymore. Like 2020 was, a, you know, a year of chaos. Um, hopefully, we thought that 2021 was going to be better and here we are. Uh, but hey, let's be hopeful and let's hope there will be changes. Um, that being said, let's get right into our topic uh systemic racism what do you think rustic uh do you think it exists i think systemic racism existed a long time ago in the 1940s 50s 60s even before that uh, even before 1960s it existed but i personally don't think systemic racism exists now now does that mean it does not exist at all no that's not true because we've seen in the past year that people have been killed because of the color of their race of, of their skin so yes there are some anomalies that happen but do i think america is deeply rooted in evil i don't think that exists because there's a lot of laws in place especially after the Jim Crow era to um to help help like negate these um things and and I I personally don't think it, it exists now but just like anything there's extremists on any party there's extremists on left right center whatever you want to call so I think there are some people but it's very ignorant to say that America now is more racist than it was hundred years ago or 60 years ago what do you think um i 100% agree with your stand um however like i do believe that it still exists mm -hmm. not maybe like not to the extent you know like not to the extreme extent than previously but like you know in some sort of uh like i think it's rooted in our culture you know like uh it's it was in our culture before and that sort of like came through came through you know like our like new generations and it's still like part of it although like it's not like extreme as how it used to be uh i think it's just like a transfer to like generations and like shifting the mentality and you know like the mentality right. of the communities so I think it's still like part of it's like rooted in our um, community, but it's not very extreme as before. Right. I don't agree that it's rooted in our society. I think there are some people, 100 percent. There are just like you said, there are some people who still think that it is. But I, I don't think it's rooted in our culture because nowadays you see more mixed people than ever. You see more mixed babies than ever. You see more mixed couples than ever. Um, so, so to say that it's deeply rooted in, in our culture, I don't know if that exists. Um, 
but yeah, let's get started with that. Do you have any examples on uh, how it's deeply rooted into into our society? Yeah, so let's think about you know like some of the uh, failures that uh, people of color or like you know other races might struggle with, right? Let's say like uh, establishing themselves and you know like finding a job or going to school, right? Um, I think if you know like if their parents were not able to like you know like go to school or they didn't have like proper uh you know like the guidance or um you know like proper guidance or like if their community didn't believe it that they they had a chance to succeed right, right. there's like a negative stigma that saying that oh uh you know like you're supposed to you're like a you're a black so you don't really have a uh any like right uh you know like ha- you don't have like any um you know like you cannot target for like certain uh dreams like you're not going to be able to make it i think what happens is that that mentality kind of carries out in some of the some of the people in like you know like some of the culture and that's how that carries out. And uh, that's how, um, I mean, it's technically not, you know, like systemic racism. But what I'm trying to say is that, you know, like those kind of mentality is rooted in the community. And that's how it plays out. And um, in the end, um, they become victim of their own mindset. And also, like, some of the, uh, some of the like you know system that the uh, community implemented you know what i'm trying to say right i'm try- yeah i i know what you're trying to say but someone on the other side someone who doesn't agree with that might say that we've just had like a president ago uh before trump we've just had a black president for 8 years in office and not mm-hmm. just a black president. We've had one of the best president in American history who was black by race. So to say that, you know, there's stigma attached to it that a black person or any kind of race can't do the same jobs as anybody else. That I think has been eliminated because like the biggest position that you could ever get is to run the most powerful country in the entire world, which is America. And, and by the God, God and grace and the American people that we've already had a black president do that. So that has like presented its own example and now that has been engraved with a lot of kids doesn't matter if they're white or black or asian that you know there has been a guy in the office who looks kind of like you and if there has been a guy who um is in the office like you then you can pretty much do anything else because i would assume that is one of the top jobs that you could ever get like there there's no topping that like the only thing topping that would be i don't know becoming elon musk or something even hmm. though that, that yeah i think presidency is probably the most elite job that you could get and we already had a black president so 
I don't think it's deeply rooted. Had it been deeply rooted, I think uh, Barack Obama would have lost in 2008. He wouldn't have won because America would still be deeply rooted in evil. But because he got elected, I don't think America is st- deeply rooted into evil. Um, it's not. I'm not saying like you know it's it's evil or it's like you know um, like it does. It it does exist, but not you know like not to the extent that it was like on you know like pre- previous times. Uh, but like Obama is a is a like you know it's a, di- a dif- different example. Like that did set a path for you know like lots of people of color to believe that we like you know they have a f- hope in this country. Like you know Obama being elected was a good sign um hinting that the country was heading to the right directions mm-hmm. but i think i feel like there is still like and this is my opinion by the way like i don't have a any factual information to back it up i feel like there are like still uh some of the communities that are still like suffering like in terms of like wages or in terms of like you know uh educations or um like their lifestyle in general um and like some of the uh, black community or Hispanic community has suffered, uh, you know, like in some sort of way. Um, like I said, again, this is my opinion. I don't really have any factual uh, information to back it up. But I feel like there's still like some of the communities that are like struggling with it. Because even right now, like we don't see that equal, you know, equal wavelength between all the races and that's probably not going to happen in in any time soon because it's it's going to take a while for you know like all of us to get there and there's like lots of variations and aspect that will come into play like you know like the education their background the kind of community they're from and so on and um hopefully like eventually it will you know like all the races are going to be in the same wavelength and they'll have like equal opportunity and equal educations and, you know, all that stuff. But as of right now, I still believe that there are like some community there that are like struggling um, in like some area of the country. Right. A hundred percent. I agree with that. Because if you go to South Dallas, a few miles away from here, then you see a lot of, like, you know, people who are, um, you know, dying to make ends meet and people who live on, like, more than check-to-check basis. Not more than check-to-check basis, but they live on check-to-check basis. And even doing so, it's hard to make the ends meet. But I think that's always going to be there. There's always going to be... A lot of poor community and if a poor community i agree with the, i agree with the statement that you said that there's a lot of factors that contribute to that like whether that's education whether that's standard of living whether that's the kind of jobs that people have in different races because that seems to impact a lot of like living standards having a good job will probably make you a good enough money having a bad job will make you a bad amount of money and i think there is more um there's more reasons behind that answer but 
to say the general answer that racism is the cause of like this evil that has been produced in America and how like like you know how people try to put an example that America is deeply rooted into evil and and we're like racist racist as fuck and Trump has kind of like uh, put a fire into this flame which has torched this division of like you know black and white I, I think America was always racist I agree with that America has always been racist and if not so I, I think there's extremists on one side who are the confederates who are the believers in KKK all these kind of like crazy maniacs and I think Trump has somehow weirdly connected with these people and Trump himself I don't think he meant it like he's a crazy person himself I don't think he deliberately did that I think he's always looking for he's like that social media girl He's always looking for affirmation. He's always looking for, uh, like, validity, you know, someone to validate him. Like, you know, that's what he's looking for. So I think there has always been uh, racism in America, but is it deeply rooted into evil? Because we like to say that, like, you know, America is deeply divided into white and black and black. If they do this, they'll get into jail and white. If if they don't do this, they'll not get into jail. There's a lot of factors contributing to that. I think one of the main factors that contributes that is is education. Right. And in, in the poor community, that seems to be like one of the problems, because if you're poor, then you can't afford. And normally, if you're living in a very poor community, then the the education system is much worse because there's not enough funding and and the funding just goes it just burns right um i agree with that and also like whether we like it or not like even you know like i have seen myself personally where i have had my uh you know like person that's close to me um had like some sort of like thought process like negative thought process like towards the people of color and i i'm like i real i'm like realizing like you know absorbing the situation from like far i'm like why they gotta be like that to them like what you know like if one person is like that doesn't mean that the entire race or entire you know their community is like that so i think like one of the issues is also like stereotype and like people generalizing uh pretty much the entire race based on like one bad apple you know and right. i think that happened quite frequently in this country you know like if one hispanic goes around and shoot a building or a mall you know like people tend to like generalize pretty much entire hispanic community as a bad apple like that shouldn't be happening you know like one person or couple situations shouldn't be responsible for entire race or entire community. There's like lots of aspect that comes into considerations. And I feel like people should look things with open minded and, you know, like keeping it like, you know, open minded and like evaluating the situations. Right. A hundred percent agreed with that. Um, and, and the other thing that I kind of wanted to 
bring with that point is we see a lot of um we see a lot of racism in the race itself like we're, we're asians and there's i know personally i know some asians that don't like some other asians there has always been these stereotypes right but whether it's because I, I i genuinely don't know again i'm a dumb ape so i'm a monkey at the end of the day so the mm-hmm. listeners listening to this you got to realize i'm i'm just as learning as like as you are but to say that america is deeply root, uh, again going back to like how like a lot of people say that systematic racism exists i think it does but in a very small scale it's not in a very big scale that we like to think or that we like to put a blame on it i think it's it, it does exist but like you said with a very small percentage of people had systemic racism existed in america there wouldn't be a lot of things like the first president black president would not be uh, elected like the first um, couple of like members of congress that that are black wouldn't be uh elected into that there's a lot of black judges uh they wouldn't be there um there's a lot of like asian judges too they wouldn't be there like we're talking about people of color in general and uh like you you and i sand both we're brown we're not whites um so we've never like faced white privilege so like i i have personally never found myself in a situation where there's been like racism targeted towards me by a group of people have i have i found myself in a situation where there's been one guy maybe in like 2 years who doesn't like my guts just because i look brown yes i have but is that to say that you know there's been many people like people who are white that don't like me people who are black that don't like me people who are like of different race like greek people or european people or like asian people who don't like me but then i can't call all of them into racism just because a white dude doesn't like me doesn't mean that he's being racist to me i don't know that's the point that i'm kind of trying to connect um but yeah that's what i want to say because there's interracism too um but sometimes we do see these perfect moments where there's like either a white person is committing against a black person a crime or a black person is committing against white person crime um i think there's a lot of those moments but i think there's more moments where there's like a white on white crime or a black on black crime or an a- or like an asian on asian crime but because that doesn't give a lot of news coverage we don't see that happen like we don't see that turn into a national headline but we do see things that turn into ha- national headlines and we like to uh say that like you know america is do- deeply rooted into evil and that's the reason why we're seeing that but yeah yeah i think uh mainstream media you know p- plays a huge role on you know like bringing out these topics and putting like some of the topics under the rug cuz uh at the end of the day you know their job is to like sell paper or you know sell news and make profit out of it so i you know like it does like mainstream media does play a factor and i agree that you know like there are lots of like inter racist problem that happens like there is 
Latinx that I might not like another Latinx, you know, like a Cuban, um, may I mean like Mexican, may not like Puerto Rican or you know Jamaican or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, there are like lots of like interracial issues that goes to, and mainstream media like fails to cover that because at the end that doesn't you know sell the paper or make them profit. So I feel like some you know mainstream media does play a huge role on that one too just like pretty much with like most of the things they do play a huge role on shifting the people's mindset on you know like where like what happens uh in the uh, world so i think like one of the problem is also mainstream like media not being able to like cover those you know, story and um, discovering the one that makes the headlines. What do you think? Right. I think in, I think, uh, I don't know how to put this right. I think somewhat of the blame is you and I and a lot of people on the internet too, because we've like the people who have like channels and everything, we've always done the clickbait way like we like to clickbait things and sometimes it's true sometimes it's not but most times it's a clickbait is a good way to grab attention and i think they've learned from uh people on the internet people who clickbait and the media has gone into the same direction because now they realize that tv is not the future like no one's watching tv there's a very small population of people who turn on a tv at seven o'clock in the morning or who turn on a a tv at like nine o'clock or seven o'clock in the evening there's a very small majority of people and these people are people who've been attached to tv for a very long time so now they realize that the only way to stick around the only way to because it's a business they want to stick around they don't want to die because if they die then that's it there's no profits there there's nothing they're dead so in order for them to survive they they go into this like media not media but this whole like clickbait shit that a lot of people do on youtube a lot of people do on different media to like bait viewers and that's what media has reverted to that they can't like they can't say the same things uh, without like short clips and and they can't like they have to factorize it into small clips clicks mm-hmm. that are clickable like you know anything that's clickable that's good for them because at the end of the day it makes money it's higher cpm it's higher views it makes money so i think there's a small blame that we have to put on ourselves like people on the internet the internet personalities that we've kind of shown media the way to do it because had we not done it i don't think the media would do it like we would see like people want to watch it like you and i example we want to watch a five minute clip instead of watching an hour long headline story right everybody wants to do that um but i think that's very toxic because we only see that five minute but then we don't know what's going on in like five minutes before that clip or five minutes after that clip so we're clueless on the context so i think that's what uh is more toxic because and and the other thing i want to point out is 
once the new story is out whether it's a developing story or anything like let's just say san has a million followers now right on twitter and then he goes and he becomes a stripper um and he's one of the hosts from sym then the media likes to cover that as soon as possible even if we jokingly say that and then we post a picture the media would like to jump on it and they would be like okay santa has become a stripper right (laughs) and then they want to preach it because that's clicks at the end of the day but has has San like actually been a stripper? No. And then two hours later, they find out, oh, San has not been a stripper. He's not a stripper. And then they post it. Well, that doesn't get as much clicks. So the first video might have gotten like 7 million impressions and 3 million views. And the second video might have gotten like 70,000 impressions and like 30,000 views. And now there's like a huge 7, like 2 point something million people who have seen the first video and they think San has gone to be a stripper. So I think there's a lot of misinformation like that. Uh, and and the other thing I want to point out is like when I hang out with my friends, there's people who are like super Republican. There's people who are like Democrats that I like to hang out. All my my friends are a mix, and when I go to their YouTube page, I see a different kind of curated things. Like whenever I go to a person who's super liberal, I see on their web top, uh, uh on their YouTube, I see CNN. I see ABC, I see NBC, I see all these medias that are just one-sided. And then if I go to my Republican friend and I check out his YouTube, I all I see is uh, News Now, Fox News, what's that other one called? Uh, Sky News Australia TV or something like that. Like, these are people who you know, have been listening to the same kind of just one-sided argument. And if you listen to that for like one year, two year, five year, you're going to be sold on that thing. You're going to feel like the other side is completely lying to you. And whenever, and whenever, even if a rational person wants to talk to you and be like, hey, this might be true, this might not be true. Let's just look at it in a neutral way. Like, I like to think that the truth might be somewhere in the middle. And if you say that to either of these two people who have been listening to this shit for two, three years, they don't want to listen to you because you're the rational guy. They don't want to listen to that. They want to have their own confirmation bias and they want to do what they think is right because their whole thinking is like fixed into this solid foundation and they don't want to like deter from that. So I think the media is to blame for a lot of this Right. What do you think? Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, like first thing uh, in solving any kind of problem is realizing there is one. And as a country, we have that problem that, you know, like mentality of like, oh, I'm the I I've been like, you know, being Republican for a while. I am right. I've been Democrats for a while. I am right. I'm gonna, I'm not I'm not going to listen to that jerk. I'm not going to, you know, like there's that. There, there is that like willingness to be right, like, and not willing to like listen and understand and analyze. You know, like there is lots of like from both sides. There is lots of this trying to be right thing going on, and in process, they're self harming themselves and not making a rational decisions instead of like, you know, like analyzing and trying to like make a right decision. There is like 
trying to be right and trying to like be biased and all that. And I know like there are like lots of people out there that are, um, you know, like that are very rational and very open-minded about like, like, you know, like lots of things. And, you know, it should be like that. Like we shouldn't be just like, listen to like one side of the spectrum and just say that as a like you know like a factual information like we should be as a like human we should be like listening to all aspect of the side and make the like right call um i know like rustic that we discuss something similar off the camera like i don't I'm, i don't want to bring it to the hip hop but i i have a question for you uh it's a like this is like off topic like it doesn't involve you know uh systemic racism although like it it it, uh, it is kind of correlated um let's say for example you're a republican right 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 and uh some like as you follow your party and something comes up right mm-hmm. and uh you find a better candidate in democrats party um mm-hmm. will you be able to like shift your you know like to shift put your pride and everything and vote for that candidate knowing you i know like you will do it but i just want to like know your thoughts on that 100% 100% if there's a better candidate that's uh, first of the, uh, first of all w- the way that i see the world the way that i see america is there's no blue there's no red there's no democrats there's no republicans at the end of the day we live in this big like in the shadow of a big tree we're like under this huge umbrella called like united states of america so and 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 the scary thing is like like you know if i were to be a republican or were to be a democrat i'm just neutral um if i were to be any of those party and i see a better candidate who is going to do good for the general people like you know everybody is going to prosper then yeah, hell yeah, I'm going to put my feelings aside. I'm going to put my party aside. I'm going to put everything aside and vote for that candidate. Disregard even if he's independent. If he's going to do better for the entire nation, I'm going to do that. I'm all for it. But you know what's the scary thing? The scary thing is a lot of people that I've met aren't willing to do that. Like a exactly. lot of people in the Democratic side or the Republican side, they don't want to switch. They don't want to claim that something that um, a person in their party says is wrong. They don't want to say it. They want to defend them. They want to say, oh, no, 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 he's doing this for this. Or they want to say he's doing that for that. And there's a lot of people, like I've talked to you recently too about this issue. And and I've met a few people who are like, you know, give me a billion dollars and I will not shift my party. I'll not say Democrats are bad or Republicans are bad. I won't shift. Like, I won't shift. Like, you know, if they're on a party, they won't shift. They won't have, like, the arguments of, like, the other party, whichever party it may be. So I, I see that a lot. I don't see a lot of rational people who are like, hey... I do agree with some of the things that Democrats say, and I do agree with some of the things that Republicans say. And like, you know, depending on candidate A or B, his policy might do better for the entire nation. So let's vote for that. I don't see that happening. I see a lot of people who are like, hey, 
I'm Democrat, I'm Republican, and I'm always right. Like, I, I, I hate that thing when people do that. It's like, what are you doing? Like, you're not, like, there's no divisive tone. Like, let's just take the divisive tone out. We're living under America, dude. Like, just, just throw the whole Democrat and Republican shit aside. We're all Americans at the end of the day. What do you think? Yeah, and I think that's the problem is that people are very stubborn and they're not willing to change. They're not willing to listen. They're not willing to be flexible. And I think that's the problem. And, you know, like when it comes to like uh, getting to like know each other um, as a like, you know, getting to know each other better, uh, getting to know like, you know, like other people's perspective. And I think that's like one of the major, major problem. And I think that's leading to like dividing um, the country in half uh, is because that people are not willing to change. They're like very stubborn and tying that to like, you know, uh, systematic racism um, until that we don't, you know, until that we are not like willing to like openly like listen to one another or like, you know, um, see other people's view or other people's perspective and sympathize with that i don't think there is going to be you know any sort of change that's going to be coming up whether if there's systematic racism or whether there's not a systematic racism either way until that we don't do that i don't think the country is going to be heading into the uh, right directions although uh you know with the elections of i mean with the uh with obama um being president that's a uh, step forward but I think there's still like lot, you know, like lots of gaps that uh, as a country that we need to cover in terms of like equality. Um, I have a question for you. Before you ask that question, I want to point out something real quick. That was very beautiful. Mm-hmm. But uh, I 100% agree with that. And I kind of want to add something to that. Um, we talked off camera about this specific issue before we did the podcast. And I loved how you said there's a lot of people who are on the left, who are on the right. But the problem is that these people are, quote unquote, closed minded. And that's what I wanted to stress. Like San put that perfectly. That sums up like pretty much. I don't know, 60, 70 percent of Americans and, and what we see happening today is because of the closed mindedness of the people. People don't want to listen to other people. They just want to say that they're right. Like I'm right or I'm right. That's the thing. And that's what is creating this divide. But yeah, go ahead. Um, What do you think like on the Fortune 500 companies, how many, uh, what's your like guesses like in terms of, you know, the CEOs, like the, in terms of like ethnicity, ethnicity and the race, race, like what do you think? Uh, do you think like there's like lots of CEOs that are white, black or like, you know, Hispanic, Asians? What are your guesses? Okay. I think there's, it's probably a 80 to 20 split. That 80% white and 20% being colored people. And that is brown people, black people, like any kind of people, right? Martian, if, if there's Martians, then <laughs> them too, uh, which is probably Elon Musk. <laughs> but I think that's the split. What are you? What's the statistic? Hit me with that. 
uh, talking about Elon Musk, he's actually the richest man in the planet, like beating Jeff Bezos, right? Holy shit. I think so, right? Yeah, he is. Like, I think the news recently came out yesterday or today. Damn. Uh, that man yeah. is making so much money, bro. Yeah. So, yeah, here's the statistics. Uh, so, majority of them are like either Asians or Indian. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah. And uh, second is Hispanic. Huh? Yeah. And the the funny thing is that it started kind of like evenly. So back in, I have this uh, statistics right in front of me. I'm mm-hmm. going to post, you're going to post this in a, this, you know, like in a uh, no, show notes like, or mm-hmm. description, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to Business Insider. So back in tw- 2004, uh, it was kind of even mm-hmm. uh, with, Roughly like Asians and Hispanic waiting more than uh, black. Mm-hmm. But in 2019, pretty much like majority of them are like Asians or Indians. <laughs> and like second is second most is Hispanic and ba- black is the fewest. And here's um, here's uh, another statistics. Mm-hmm. So as of 2020, only four fortunate 500 companies have black CEOs. Damn. What about the white people though? Um weirdly this one doesn't show any like any like white people. I don't know why. Um but yeah this is this statistics doesn't include any white people at all. Interesting. Weird. Yeah, yeah, because I would think that a lot of people uh, that have Fortune 500 companies are probably white. Like, at least the CEOs are white. Right. So, yeah, um, like, t- coming back to your point, you know, about how the systematic racism used to be worse, but not anymore. Right. Um, I do sort of agree with that. But, however, I do feel it is, you know, like, and we also, like, mention about how, like, there's lots of, factor that comes into like considerations and play a huge role uh i feel like there are like still like lots of community that are like suffering especially like black community mm-hmm. um and like looking back on the statistics it's very like back in 2004 and like a year ago and like i mean two years ago on 2019 the in terms of like ceos the black community hasn't grown up even an inch like there's like a consistent mark like margin and uh that's that's you know like very worrying very worrying right Uh, i have like more statistics on that same page um however in terms of like black members in congress over time Mm -hmm. it has a increase over time like um it has gone from very few to pretty much it's like direct like it's a like constant increase mm-hmm. so i guess that's that's a good thing uh that's a good sign it's a very good uh, step into the right directions right yeah definitely and like like we said like, there's like lots of variation that comes into play and the statistics might you know like be right for one area and not 
might not be, you know. So yeah, there's even like the statistics itself doesn't say the whole thing because we we don't know like those variation that comes into play. So it all comes down to, you know, um the community building. Like I, I will say like if you wanna like kick racism out of out of the country or if you wanna kick systematic racism out of the country or any sort of problem, I think it all started with the community building. Like there has to be like structure in a community. There has to be uh, open-minded, open-minded mindness in the community, and there has to be you know a right, proper uh, parenting or right, proper you know educations and community building. And I think that's that's a way to go forward in future. What do you uh, think? A hundred percent agreed. Um, and I kind of want to put an analogy of mine together because you and I grew up in a poor neighborhood. Uh, we didn't grow up in a wealthy neighborhood. We we went to a school which was probably the most diverse school in the entire state or probably mm-hmm. the second most um, diverse school, either first or second. So we didn't go to the best school. We didn't have the best teachers. We didn't have the best quality of education. But in what I can relate with a lot of my friends um, back home is they're, 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 I think education is one of the most determining factor of what builds the community. Again, like what you said, 100% agree with that. I think it comes down to community building. And what we see in a lot of poor neighborhood is that we don't see a lot of equipment. Like we didn't have a lot of equipment in our schools. Uh, we don't see a lot of good teachers. Um, the teacher, I don't want to put her on blast, but the teacher who used to teach a certain subject in math wasn't qualified to teach that subject. Uh, she mm-hmm. was uh, qualified to teach another lower level mathematics subject and she was teaching a much more higher level mathematics subject. And and there's a lot of teachers who are like that. And if a good teacher goes, um, then we would struggle to find a good teacher for the next several weeks or months. And we would only have a sub. And even when we had a sub, we didn't have the sub who knew everything or knew a specific subject. We had subs who, who pretty much chilled and we <laughs> they slept in front of the class. Um, but that's how most of my subs were, right? Or they were just like, oh, do your own thing and I won't snitch on you if you don't snitch on me. I just want this job. And that was like a lot of feeling. Um, but what I saw is whether it was Asian or Hispanic or black people like that we were living together with, that because racism has had existed in the 1960s and if you think about it it's just like one or two generations ago that had impacted the current generation and here's how imagine your grandfather is went to jail for something right and like he was black or he was asian or he was like hispanic and he went to the jail and then like you grew up in a time where there was like in 60 70 a lot of drug abuse and if you like drugs were illegal and if you were black or people of color then you would directly be put on jail or even life sentence so imagine your grandfather went to the jail and then you grew up in a very shitty neighborhood 
Why? Because there was nobody who could provide for the family. Your mother was single, uh, single mother, widowed mother, and your father was in the jail. He couldn't pay you child support. Um, so you grew up in this shitty neighborhood with shitty friends who were always like, you know, doing bad stuff. Like, you know, they always wanted to, like, you know, rob shit or, or do just generally bad things. Now, if you're a kid growing up in that society, how are you to know what's good and what's bad? The environment tells you what's good and what's what's bad. If the environment has kind of raised up, raised you up in, in a sense where it's like, oh, you have to take your own shit. You have to fight for shit. You have to go and rob a store and do this. Like, if you're just being mischievous when you're six, seven, eight, nine, ten, then that is going to translate into your 20s and your 30s. And if you and by the time you're 20 or 30, if you do like, you know, if you do a robbery or if you do something or you put a person's life in danger and somehow you get caught and even if you don't get caught, that kind of translates into your kids, too. Um, but let's, uh, let's just say you, you get arrested. That is going to impact your son. So now it has affected one to three generations, right? So I, like, I personally, that's what I saw. I saw a lot of people going through the same struggles. Like they were having, it wasn't systemic racism that was eating them. It was quite honestly the the kind of like poor neighborhood, the conditions, the 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 minimum wage, the woman not being able to like you know fully give provide for her family because she didn't go to a school, she dropped out of high school because she was sixteen, seventeen when um, like you know she had you. Like these are the kind of problems that were, I saw personally that was going on in my community. And this was not just like one case. This was a case of many people. This was happening to black people. This was happening to, to Asian people. Like I know one of my friend got a 15 year old girl pregnant and then he left high school and then she left high school too. And that happened with like Hispanic people too. So I think in a sense, that is what is eating America. That's It's not systemic racism that still exists now that is degrading then. It's the failure of education system because education, like school should be the second home. And if you don't have schools that are good, if you can't transfer school, if you're just bounded to go to one school because there's dumbass laws that say you can't transfer schools from one school to another and you're stuck with this fucking fucked up school that doesn't have where the subs are putting their feet on the table and just reading and telling you to do whatever there's nothing there's no there's no you're not going to learn anything because your environment is already degraded like the your family life is shit your school life is shit you don't want to do shit you don't want to learn anything there's nothing learning going on then i think that translates into like people who live in poor neighborhood having a very tough time growing up to be the first generation educated or to be the first generation entrepreneurs. And it takes a lot of 
courage and a lot of things to get out a financial support to get out of that situation but unfortunately the people who are in poor situations like that they just get stuck into a poor situation and that affects their generation and the generation after that and the generation after that and it keeps on going and i think that's one of the main reason that you know we see a lot of these poor neighborhoods never being able to uh get out from the quicksand it is what do you think because we grew up in the same place i want to hear your experience too yeah definitely um i agree with the point that you made um and that's what i was referring to you know like when i was talking about community building and like you know providing the uh basic needs of educations and you know like the fundamental of a community um and i think that's like one of the issues too in our like society is that we lack all those fundamental structure and that's what causes us to like you know be the way be like you know be the way that we are and uh you know like kudos to people who rise to their occasions you know like who defies the art and you know goes beyond their capabilities and try to do something like your father was in prison that doesn't mean that you have to end it up in street like you can do you know so yeah like you know kudos to people who rise to the occasions and defy their odds because just because your father was in prison or just because your father was arrested or you know that doesn't mean that you have to like suffer to the same fate that doesn't mean that there's no hope it's it's your battle and like sometimes there will be like you know limitations on resources on maybe like your incomes or your wages but try to you know look into the bright side and always try to like be the better version because just because your older generations what were wasn't able to succeed anything that doesn't mean you can't there's always a way and when there's a will there's a way yeah i agree um so yeah uh what do you think like you know like solutions should be like in terms of getting rid of like even the tiniest bit of the systematic racism we that we might have in the country I've been sounding like a broken record because I say this every podcast. We need to educate more people. We need to help people, give people a second home, especially the school system. It's extremely broken. It needs to be reformed. School system is just bringing, it's like an assembly system. If you go to work, then you're like, you know, it just stamps you. It puts a label on you and and I really don't like it. Like the whole system where... Uh, like, you know, if you're a kid who wants to be an engineer, I think you should get some general knowledge and, and you should be able to pursue more critical thinking things like how do we do this? How do we do this in a different way that might not affect a lot of people or that might affect a lot of people's life? Things like that. So I think there needs to be like a heavy redo on the whole entire education system because that system is broken uh whether and i and i don't think that's like putting more money 
into like the education system because at the end of the day pouring money into a wound like if you have a deep cut wound putting more medicine is going to help but that's not gonna help as much you're gonna need stitches to sue that wound and i think that's what the education system needs it needs a whole ground up like we need to educate people especially in these poor communities we should let people choose their own school. If you're a guy living in a very shitty neighborhood, you should be able to go to a magnet school or you should be able to go to one of the top tier schools in your district. Like who cares, right? Like as long as you, and, and a lot of things, times it comes down to like money. And I think money is one of the most determining factor behind going to a private school or public school. I think everybody should be able, like, I, I think there should be private schools, obviously. But I think the public school system should match, if not, or equal to the private school system. Because a private school is doing a lot of things right that public school systems aren't doing. Like, they're letting their kids uh like pass through even if they don't make a's or b's or c's it depends on their critical thinking skills like we're producing sheep man <laughs> if you think about it we're just producing sheep we're, we're producing people who just know a bit of information yeah. even if you're an engineer you just know a part of a thing even if you're a doctor you're a cardiologist or anything okay let's not touch that because i think there should be like separate people who know separate things on that but if you go to a person like you know who makes ford cars there's only people who know like certain things and i think that is what we're creating we're creating division of labor we're creating this like weird class with division of labor and i don't like it um the other thing that i think that needs to happen more is like we should raise the minimum wage and not raise the minimum wage in a sense that you know if it's 15 dollars in cali it should be 15 dollars in texas no i don't agree with that I think what Denmark and a lot of European countries have done is what's right. They adjust their, there's a whole ministry of uh, like, you know, minimum wage. And every year when there's inflation, uh, cost of everything goes up. They uh, go like, they change their minimum wage system too. So instead of jumping from like in Texas at seven twenty five, instead of jumping from seven twenty five to like sixteen dollars an hour in a place like Texas, we should gradually increase it. Like maybe start from seven twenty five in a year. Second year it can be nine dollars, and the year after that it can be ten fifty. The year after that it can be twelve fifty. That is going to adjust with inflation because with inflation you can now now people don't get as much affected. Because if you do that, if you go from 7 to 14, then, well, you just cost one guy a job. Like, instead of hiring two people, that company is only going to hire one person. So I think there needs to be minimum wage that needs to increase drastically in a lot of states, especially in Texas. 725 is too little. You can't make a lot of dough. You can't provide for your family. You can't get into a good house or let your kid go into a good school with like uh things so i think that needs to happen too um and that should solve a lot of the issues 
Um, I can't think of anything else. What about you, Sin? Uh, yeah, I want to add one more thing. Uh, you know, those are good points. Educations and, you know, raising a minimum wage, those will definitely help uh, to solve the issues. And I, I, I want to like add one more thing, which is, uh, you know, providing more resources uh, for mental health. Because you have to realize, like, in most of this poor community, like, Lots of the uh, young youth goes to like lots of problems and they might be like processing lots of trauma and all that. And I think like there has to be like some sort of uh, institutions or some sort of like, you know, um, they probably a therapy that they can go to heal from that, you know, because that can have a long term effect on their future. So I think like preventing from that happening, that institutions can play a huge role on from you know like from that like ah pro, <laughs> let me rephrase this yeah, i think yeah, that yeah. i think that can like re, that can prevent um that institution can prevent um lots of things from like bad shit from happening so um i think that those three things will be definitely a right step uh forward to like make this country more uh, safer, united, and more, you know, like open-minded. Hundred percent, I agree with that. Yep, I, I think it's very important that we have a mental institution by now because we see a lot of people who are depressed. We see a lot of people who are more suicidal than ever, right? For sure, and it's it's still not too late. So I I feel like we should definitely. I think that's the way to go, and because mental health issue is real and most people don't realize that like you know the thing that happened in capitol hill that's a mental issue yeah a hundred percent i agree with that i think everybody most people if not everybody should be put into like you know care (laughs) especially those that broke down right yeah there might have been a few people who are just going home, <laughs> minding their own business. They're like, oh, you know, I'm going to go make a good dinner. And then, <laughs> and then this whole crowd comes over and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and they're they're in the middle of this crowd. So I don't want to say all because <laughs> there might have been those people. But most people, yeah. But yeah, uh, that being said, that's it for today. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you enjoy this part, uh, do leave us a comment below. Uh, do give us a five star. That'll you know help us with the algorithm and the uh, whatever podcast app you're listening to. Um, yeah. Anything yeah, to we, add? we have limited time. We might get canceled. Looking at all the topics we're doing, we're probably gonna get canceled. So. Be sure to send your feedback. <laughs> Follow us as soon as possible. <laughs> Cause you might you might hear on your next news that SYM is canceled <laughs> because we're too controversial. But yeah, go ahead. Uh send us all your hate messages. We love hearing that. Yeah, we really appreciate you guys, you know, like listening and the whole point of like making a part is to like, you know, create start at conversations about those difficult topics and the whole point of like 
opening this conversation is so that way we can start talking and start finding solution instead of like keeping it to ourselves. So yeah, that being said, we will see you guys. <laughs> we'll see you guys. Peace. Peace. <laughs>